today, God. Father, bless every ear, open every ear. Father God, thank you for the Holy Spirit. Spirit of wisdom and revelation, come in the knowledge of you. Come, Father. Father, give us um, rivers of living water today, God. Father, fill our ears, our hearts, our and, and strengthen our faith today, God. Strengthen our discernment. Strengthen our our our, our um, endurance to 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 stay in the fire to run this race, Father, that you called us to run. Father God, that we'll continue, even if we're Gotta crawl sometimes. We're gonna keep going forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. Today's message is called The Mind of the Spirit. And this message is um, coming from the Holy Spirit from some things that I'm in, encountering, and many of you probably are encountering different things and different people. Because some people, you know. There are some people that don't even want to talk about God. Then there are some people that shouldn't even be talking about God, but want to talk about Him all the time. But all they are is religious, and they don't even understand the things of the Spirit. And starting to realize, don't even waste your time. Because it is a waste of time. It's a waste of time to talk to people that are carnal about spiritual things. Because if you're spiritual, and you're trying to... And, and, you're, and, every, and the people that you know are spiritual around you, and spiritual... Even if you don't know them personally, but through the media or whatever, and they're understanding it, then there's a problem with them, not you. So, come to realize that after growing up in Christ a while long, you don't have to, you can't explain the things of the Spirit to someone that's carnal. And then, carnal people are trying to explain things to me by the carnality. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, there's something that somebody sent me today. Or the other day, and it's like, I read it, I'm like, scratching my head, saying, what is this? And it's got a lot of scripture, and it's even got revelation, but it's not revelation of God. It's crazy. Because you can't even plug in to listen to, to read it, because it's like, it's like when, it's like when you're not born again, and you try to read the Bible, and try to understand it too. It doesn't make sense, does it? So if the Bible's spiritual... And you only can understand what's by the Spirit in the Bible is by the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 44-49. And this message is going to kind of go back from, I'm going to, from two weeks ago and last week, kind of put another, um, another thing around it, but to understand it's not that, but it might I'd touch on a little bit of that and confirm some of those things that weren't even in those messages will even be in this message today. It is sown a natural body, is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. So, Paul is saying, when we die in this body, he's talking that because I'm not going to go through all that thing, and then the, the dead, the, our spirits will rise, our bodies go back to dust, but our spirits will rise when we die. But when Jesus comes back, really, because to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord, but the spirit is no timing, so it all, all really actually happens, it, it seems like a twinkling of an eye to us even when we die because it happens all of a sudden because we don't know we're out of time and it just happens. I don't want to get into all that because carnal Christians won't understand and it'll be a big problem for me this week. So I don't want to get into that stuff. But in other words, God is spirit 
And when we leave this body, our spirit, but God is waiting for a time when the dead in Christ will rise and those that are here on the earth will meet Him in the air. And we get new spiritual bodies, but they're not actually spiritual bodies yet. These carnal bodies, I don't know if it's boom, into a new body and we get there or whatever, but until we do that, we are, we'll have, um, I don't know that they have that in there, in this, the type of body Paul talked about, special. we will have eternal bodies that never die and never age or whatever. So whatever, we're talking about that. That becomes the new body that is the body of the Spirit. So, so it is written that the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, and the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Who was the last Adam? Jesus. It was Jesus. And if it wasn't Paul and somebody said that today, it would be heresy. See what I mean? So Paul tells us things that now it's okay because it's Paul. But if we say things that God gives you that don't line up, it's not from God. But he said that God is going to give us spiritual, spiritual meat. And those that are the Spirit will understand the things of the Spirit. But the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit because they are carnal. So, we begin to stop. We need to begin to check things out by the revelation because whatever is in the written word now will bear witness to whatever revelation comes after. Because it might be deeper, but it doesn't change it. It might be uh, deeper, but it doesn't take away, it just brings you deeper into whatever is already written. It's like Paul was touching the surface of things, but God said there's mysteries, right? So, the carnal man wants to try to figure out spiritual things in this word that are even spiritual, and they can't. So they carnalize this written word that's actually spiritual, but without the Spirit breathing on it, there will be no revelation for that person, or for us at all. That's what we were talking about last week. All of a sudden you read something, all of a sudden, boom, you get revelation. <coughs> boom, God takes you, and you know what's even been spoken in sidebar with, don't you know, that if God is Spirit, and... If he wants to, he can take your spirit back. You won't even know. When Paul said, in the body or out of the body, God knows. Paul didn't want to exalt himself, but he was taken to the third heaven. And he's seen things that cannot be speakable because he couldn't say them at that time. So Paul was told things that would not even be able to speak because people would so could not be spoken. So in other words, and he says, in the body or out of the body, he doesn't know, but God knows. And he said... I know such a man that was called to, to this type of place. And everyone comes to the conclusion that it was Paul trying not to draw attention to himself. But that man was him. So, basically, he's trying to tell about these things of the Spirit. So, if you're a Christian and you're born in the Spirit, and, um, there's no time in the Spirit, don't you think God can even take you back? Um... And you don't even know and be sleeping and wake up and actually been in the presence yes. of the apostles and the prophets in your spirit because there's no time in that. And actually speak, you can hear things that even Jesus was speaking to his disciples about. Not even realizing that's really happening, but your spirit's being spoken to. Could that be possible? If God could take Paul up to the third heaven, are, are, is Paul a God? 
or is Paul the same sinner that we were, that God can do spiritual things to us. But religious people and carnal people don't want to don't want to go anywhere because they can't go anywhere because they're 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 carnally grounded. And I'm not saying we seek those things, but God can do those things. And those that seek those things, beware of them too, because we're supposed to speak, uh, seek Jesus. And if He ends up doing something like that, it's for a reason. He wants us to know something. He wants to give us revelation. He also says that I tell my secrets to my friends. He said, I got a lot of people in the church, but they're not all my friends because a lot of them are servants because they're religious. And they're carnally minded. And if I tell them things that's going to get them messed up, I can't do it. But I'm going to tell my friends because I can trust my friends. Because I can trust them that they're going to contain this and they're going to hold it. And they're going to hold things and only speak things by the Spirit when it's time. Paul did that. Paul could have said a lot of other things. But he said, I, it is not profitable for now for me to speak these things to you. So he knew more things than he even shared. And Jesus knew a lot more than Paul even knew. And he said he could not share them now because they could not could not even handle them. Bear them is what he said, right? So, how bit that the first which is spiritual, but that which is carnal. And afterward, that which is spiritual, the first man is of the earth, earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. And don't you know that Adam and Eve were made in the image of God. And God breathed life in them, but also that life died. So whatever He had breathed into them, but they still weren't spiritual. Huh, what do you mean? He just Paul just said this now. Why? Because He made them out of the dirt. Okay? He made Adam and Eve out of, and Eve out of the rib, and, and He breathed life in them. So He formed them out of the earth. Jesus came from heaven. Now God's breathing into Adam... <coughs> Do you get it? Are you following or are you lost already? You guys with me? Yeah. Okay. So, right? So Jesus, basically, in the hall, the lineage and everything, but basically, God didn't use the earth to breathe Jesus. He used a womb and put all the things together and, and, and called Mary to bring it to life. In other words, called Mary to to actually rent her womb because Mary and Joseph were born in sin. There was no sin in Jesus. People don't want to get that because then that would make Mary, like the Catholics are trying to do, worship her. But we know that she had to get saved just as everybody else before and after Jesus. So, Jesus... God put all that in, in, into Jesus, but He was not born in sin. But everybody besides Jesus was born in sin because Adam and Eve fell. And now even though we don't sin yet because we're babies and we don't know right or wrong, we're born into sin, right? That's why Jesus came to make us, uh, to save us. To deliver us from sin. And then that's where Paul goes through the whole thing. That the, the second was incorruptible. So God came. That's why we can say God came in the earth. Did, it was a miracle. And he conceived um, 
he put that together and he put himself in Jesus just like he's putting himself in us now after we're born again. But the problem with us was we still have our old man and the sinful nature that we battle with. But that part of God is in us now. So, because of that, we need to be transformed into that which is spiritual, needs to begin to rule and reign our life, and that other old man dies. Although we live in a decayed and dying body. So, that is what God says. But Jesus also, if he would have got older, because he did grow up, and now he's on this earth, which is in time, but he had a plan at 33 years old to complete his mission to die for the sins of the world, which makes him without sin, and he didn't sin, and he wasn't born into sin, because he could not have sanctified himself. So, this is, this is the great thing, that he was the perfect sacrifice of the Lamb of God. God himself saying, I'm going to come to earth and die for, for my die. And what greater love is that? That I die, that I come alive and go through the same, come out the same way man comes out and show man with the Spirit they can are free from sin, die without sin, and have the power over sin, and then die and then rise, rise again to show them that those that are born again will do the same thing. Whether whatever... And then Paul speaks of it. So he says, The first man was earth of the earth, and the second man was from heaven. There it is. 1 Corinthians 44, 47. As the earthly, such they also that are earthly. And is the heavenly, such that are heavenly. And as we are born in the image of the earthly, this body, right? We shall also bear the image of the heavenly. That's what I just said, right? So I'm not going to go into that anymore. I'm just trying to lay a foundation of, of the spiritual and the carnal. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And brother, when I came unto you, not with excellent speech of the wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you, but save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's where God wants to take us. When we don't know nothing, we know everything. In other words, because He gives us. Those that think they know everything, He'll stop telling things. And that's what carnal Christians do. They want to know everything instead of just knowing Him. And let revelation be, let the living God do, and just rest in Christ. And whatever you know comes from Him. A lot of people want to know things because their ambition is to, to be smarter and better than their brother. Or to, to be wiser and know. And that's where pride and religion and Pharisees and Sadducees get birthed out of. My speech of, was wisdom and testimony of God. For I declared that Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was you in weakness and in fear, and as much trembling as my speech and my preaching was not of enticing words of man's wisdom. That's what we have too when we have carnal Christians. We have the Word of God mixed with man's wisdom. And I called it a while ago manology. Because we have theology, and then we have manology. That's man's way of perceiving the Bible and the theologians together. And it's man's wisdom 
cannot touch the, the wisdom of God. Man, and that's why you get in these carnal churches. It's like you can't handle it once you become more spiritual. Because it's all about man's thinking. Man's way of winning people to Christ. Man's way, let's, you know, do this. and We can partake in pagan holidays. Or we can do this. And, you know, if we get this many people to come, then there's always about this many people. So if we can get a thousand, there's about 3% that'll come to Christ. And they just figure it all out. Instead of, if God does something, you can have a hundred people and all of them can come to Christ. But man does things by the way that man has been um, taught by the way of the world. And that's where people are now trying to mix in science and trying to win people to Christ through science, through their mind, through different religions, but it's not the gospel. It might even be true, but it's not the gospel. And it's not the spirit of truth. Because the spirit of truth carries the power to set us free. The Spirit of Truth carries the anointing that breaks the yoke, not the anointing that brings more confusion. <coughs> so, although it might make sense, but it's not making, it's not hitting in the spirit to the person's spirit, they're trying to win them in their mind, when we don't need to do that, because we have the power of God. It's only in, if the Spirit brings them that they, it's out of a conviction of guilt of sin that actually gets people to even desire God. And everyone wants them to try to pick, because this is the best religion, that let me show you why. And it doesn't work that way. You don't show people the Christ. You present the gospel, and it has power. Yes. So he says that I don't come with this enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit. There it is right there. And of power. That your faith should stand not in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. That's why religious people get so mad at you because you won't come back anymore. When you get to a level where you 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 get you start to mature in Christ, you don't waste your time, and they're always looking for a fight. They always want to pick a fight. And us that are spiritual in the beginning of our walk, we like to fight because our hearts are like they don't understand, and we even try to spiritually try to get them. But you got to learn that you can't get in a carnal mind, it's like a wall. And you're trying to get something that's spiritual into something that's carnal, and it just doesn't work. It's like oil and water, it doesn't mix. You can mix it up for a while, but eventually it separates. And that's what's going on with the church now, because it's been so carnal, and God is bringing spiritual things, and He's bringing things of the Spirit and the power, and the carnal people are end up being separated because the spiritual cannot hang out with the carnal because it is it, it brings them away from God. And the people that are going closer to God understand that they have to get rid of the things of the carnality to actually be one with God because God is what? Spirit. He's not flesh. How about we speak wisdom among you that, that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of the world, nor the princes of the world, that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Unto our glory. He didn't say unto the glory of Christ. Because the more that Christ gets revealed in you, go read John 17 when you have time, gets revealed in you, God actually gets glory. And they say, oh, take it to the glory. No, you're not taking the glory. God is glorifying you so people can see Him. Amen. So you have to die. Religion says, I have to be false. It's false 
humility, so which is pride, because it's like, I don't have to die, I just got to sh- do whatever I can in my strength through God, and then just so, but it was God. Oh, but I'm just dirt. And, and, that, and that's the false humility of it, when actually, they're their whole desire is to be better than their brother, or whatever it might be. So it comes false humility. We have the biggest this. We have the biggest that. We go to, we do this. We we give away this many pounds of food. They're really saying the glory of what their flesh did, but then they say, "Oh, but if God be the glory," but they have no glory in them. And to God, and people that are spiritual and want to die to the flesh and walk them, that bothers them. But to the carnal Christians, they're like, oh, how awesome. Can I be more like that brother? And then you're like, ugh. And that's the life of, of a believer in the Spirit. And then you're like, how come you're not so excited? And you're like, because they're, it's false humility. It's, it's, they're, they want to tell you everything they do, but then act like they're not interested in you knowing about all they, they did. They did. So in the meantime, it looks like they're trying to be humble, but you're like, it's so prideful. Have you all following me? But it is written, I has not seen. No, okay, number eight. And none of the princes of the world. Okay, let's go back to So I speak the mysteries of the hidden, not ordained before the world and to the glory. Unto our glory. Which none of the princes of the world knew, for they had known it, they would have not crucified because the whole crucifixion was a spiritual thing that nobody could understand. And not even the disciples until they had the Holy Spirit. Jesus was trying to explain to them the spiritual thing. And they'll be like, oh, he's going to destroy the temple. And they're like, oh my God, that's what got him. He's like, he says he's going to destroy the temple. Blasphemy. And he's like, and he says, I'm going to raise it up on the third day. And then they all laughed at him. Ha ha ha. They were like, ha ha ha. He's going to destroy the temple. Well, we'd like to see that. He said, this took how, how many years? Because they were carnal. Although they could quote scripture yes. till they were blue in the face, yes. they couldn't see the living word in front of them. Your brothers and sisters that are religious want to come back with scripture, but they can't even see the spirit that's speaking to them. He said, as seen, nor, and it says it is written, I has not seen. And, and he goes with saying, it's written, but you don't see it. Eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. Right? He didn't say prepare for them that that know Scripture. Prepare for them that can quote the whole Leviticus uh, Bible. Or what, uh, what do we call that? It's one of the book of, yeah, but it's the Torah, the I'm not saying there's nothing bad about that. I'm saying we don't get our knowledge from the written word. We get it from the Spirit revealing the word to us. It's like layers of of blindness coming off of us that we can see and understand just like Christ did. And don't call it, and for me to call myself equal with Christ, you would say it's blasphemy, but God says that's what I'm, that's my plan. And then you say, oh, that's what they say. And then they come back and say this and say that. Oh, that's so prideful. No, God says, that's awesome. You, you're beginning to be closer to me because now you're going to think like me, you're going to talk like me, and you're going to walk like me, and now you're going to move in me and have your being. In us, we move and breathe and have everything in Christ. Unless we're carnal, then we separate ourselves from Him. 
So he says this, But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. Not by the Word, not by the letter, not by the Torah, but by His Spirit. For the Spirit, everybody say the Spirit, Spirit. searches. You can tell your carnality to search all things all the time. He said your spirit searches all things. So your, your spirit's already searching. And if you're walking and led by the Spirit, you're going to do that by the Spirit, not by the flesh. So, your Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. It's, and that's what it says, the deep calls on the deep. Your, your Spirit's searching deeper. It's continuous searching. It's going deeper and deeper. And it's just like, you know, um, uh, carnal mind is the green pill, and the spiritual is the red pill. How deep does the rabbit hole go, right? The red, the blood of Jesus, being born again, followed by the Spirit. It just depends on you. How much you let your carnal and your this thing die. I'm not saying become stupid, but, but I'm telling you to become stupid because he tells us to become stupid to the things of the world. To be, well, I'm going to show you because I think I it's in here probably somewhere. For what man No, Okay. So, so God, God revealed unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches the deep things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Oh, let's read that again. Even also, the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. Now... We have that Spirit. Well, just because you read the Bible doesn't mean you have that. Paul's talking to those that really have it. He's not going to say, though we have it just because you came to this building. Oh, you have it just because you said a prayer. Oh, you have it just because you say that Jesus is your Messiah, but you're blind and you're carnal. Because if you're blind and carnal, you don't have it. Period. So, even the things, okay, that it might, okay, and which is God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. So if God gives us something, we're going to know it. And they're like, how do you know that? It's like this, I just know it. You can't explain why you know it, because you can't explain God, right? So how are we going to explain to a carnal religious brother or sister, or, or not, the, the things of God... So don't waste your time. These posters that are being produced are coming out of the Bible by the Spirit to awaken, but those that are led by the Spirit understand it right away. Then there's people that come on and say, what do you mean? And there was this guy, we posted something like this for a demonstration. I said Jesus had to die in the garden before He ever died on the cross. Oh my God, He's preaching another gospel. Well, the Spirit knew that he had to die to his will, his flesh, and follow God. The carnal man, the guy gets all these scriptures, and he, he got the Berean Bible, this Bible, this Bible. It's on there now if you want to go back and look on one of the things. And this one, and that one. And, it, and he said, enough said. And I'm like, huh? That, the scriptures that he got didn't even go with that. Then I went back to the one that it came from in the garden. Jesus said, and like he didn't even pick the right scripture that it was born and birthed out of, but he's been in the church his whole life. And he knows how to pull scripture and fight everybody all the time. So, right away, he says, 
He said, Father, take this cup from you. But lest my will... So that was his battle. He knew he had to do it. It was his... He was going to the Father to get strength to go do what he had to do. And he knew that his flesh was, was weak. At that time, his flesh, his, his flesh was fighting it. So he had to get his flesh under submission to himself. To himself, because he's God, right? So he talked to the Father. And, but, not my will, your will. To, showing us the humanity that, but we can do it if we give our will over to God. There's nothing that... We cannot do anymore if we're born again. Right? So that thing came out of us dying when God tells us to pick up our cross every day and deny ourselves. Or you're not worthy of me, he says. So that says, hey, it's not going to be easy. It wasn't even easy for Jesus. And he knew what he had to do the whole time before he even knew what he had to do. He knew what he had to do. Because what he had to do was inside of him. And that was what, what he knows. But he still read the Bible. So he can actually get from his spirit and his mind come in unity that his spirit would overtake his mind. That when he read the Bible, he saw himself. And then he knew in the natural what was going on that the spirit already knew. So, even with us sh shall it be. <coughs> so, if we want to perceive the things of the spirit, we need to submit to the things of the spirit. Because the carnal is at enmity against the spirit. So, for a man knows the things of the save, okay, for the spirit, the deep things of God, knows God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received, this, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. So you know, before we were saved, we had the spirit of the age. We were following the spirit of the world. We didn't know better until our eyes were open, and then we started to renew our mind. And the spirit starts to renew our mind. Actually, you try to renew your mind on your own, and it's not going to happen. God renews our mind naturally because we become one with Him. Because it says that we are changed from glory to glory and faith to faith. It says we, we are changed. And, then we're, and it doesn't matter how long you've been changing, because actually if you're walking with Him on this earth, the longer you are and the longer you submit to the Holy Spirit and you stay in the fire, you're being changed. And if you're not, then that means you're a carnal Christian. Because the Spirit's always changing to the deeper things of God. and searching out all the things that are of God, right? So, right here, so we know that we are being changed. But then the ultimate change happens when we die to this flesh. Because the flesh is absent now when Jesus comes back. Or if we die before He comes back, we'll be... Resting, which says asleep, because we don't die. We die to this body, but our spirit never dies when we're born again. And the only one that has the second death are those that don't receive Jesus or the blood of Jesus. We'll have to face God at Judgment Day, and that's why we're supposed to be preaching the day of the Lord and the fear of the Lord. And they will stand up, but they will face the second death. Eternity is life, and hell is death. So, we die once, and people that die the first time without Jesus die a second time. It's called the second death. The final death. And that is also eternity, but it's eternity of darkness away from God. And our eternity is light with God. But God wants to bring light right now in this time. And then I'm going to show you some revelation of what's going on that you've been seeing in a little bit in a few minutes later. The natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God. Okay. Which things also we speak, we, some about us, 
not in the words which is man's wisdom teach us. That's why you're like, every, you ever, some people I meet, they're so carnal, like, they, they enjoy things that you're like, what was that? And it sounded so deep, but you're like, huh? That's how we know the difference. It's like, when it's the Spirit, it doesn't matter how deep it is, you understand it. Because you're connected to the Spirit. And the Spirit knows the things of the Spirit. So you're like, wow, that's all Christian. It's like, but where did that come from? And what do you mean? And what are you trying to say? But they know what they're saying. So they think you're messed up. So you got to at least be, make sure you're the one on the spiritual side. Because they think they're in the Spirit, but they're in man's wisdom. And they have not known the difference because the Pharisees and the Sadducees think that they're in the Spirit too. They think they know, but they didn't know. They know. As the resurrection, the Pharisees and Sadducees were fighting all the time about the resurrection. They would say the resurrection uh, has already passed or the resurrection is coming and we're going we're gonna to be resurrected and we're not going to be resurrected because they didn't have the Spirit. So they had to be led by man. Now we're not led by man. God uses man to, to build us up and teach us through the Spirit that's in man, but we are led by the Holy Spirit. And we are led... Uh, by the Spirit that leads us into all truth. It's the Spirit inside of us that leads us into all truth. It's that Spirit inside of you that led you to this place. And those that aren't led by the Spirit in this place can't stay because they're carnal-minded. Or it's not God's plan. So, God, that we might know the things that are freely given us by God, which we also speak the words that which the Holy Ghost teaches us, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Unto him. Neither can they know them, because they are spiritually discerned. See, what we're preaching and teaching, and even the last two weeks, are spiritually discerned. The more spiritual you get, the more division starts happening, because the spiritual people are like, Oh, I wanted to say that, but I was scared, but now I know. And then everybody grows stronger, and like, somebody's got to break the box. Somebody's got to break the envelope. Somebody's got to be a forerunner to the things of the Spirit on the earth, or everyone's going to be afraid to go higher. And God uses the apostles and the prophets to bring us to a spiritual higher place in Him. Not to be uh, free to sin, to be uh, uh, free to live in Christ and not to sin. Free to be one with Him, and then all of a sudden the miracles start popping, and, the, and all the different things start happening, because it's God and you leading you. Everybody says they're led by the Spirit just because they go to church and read the Bible. doesn't make you led by the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit means you need to be led by the Spirit, not your own spirit, and not the carnality of your mind. And they don't get that. And you know it, and the more you get closer and the more spiritual you get, you don't waste your time with that because you've learned you've wasted a lot of time because before, and then they want to pick a fight. Then all of a sudden the devil will go find the young ones in Christ, and then you've got to go through your whole... Because everybody's got to go through what they got to go through to get to a deeper place with God. Natural man receive not things of the Spirit because they are foolishness unto him. They cannot know them because they are spiritually discerned. But that is spiritual judges all things. So I don't judge people. I judge what he's saying. But that ain't the Spirit. How do you know? What do you mean? Here in this time, it's like, because it just isn't. Because your Spirit bears witness with it. So people that really get fed will bear witness from a quote because their spirit will speak to them and it will bring them closer to God. It will make them think of God. It's like almost if the spirit said that for the day, it could be your daily bread. And you meditate on it and it, and it feeds you. 
And it doesn't have to be a quote out of the Bible per se. Because the Spirit will take deeper things, like what was in the garden, and make you think. Then you're thinking because the Spirit's making you think. You're not thinking because you want to know something that you don't know. We, we search things like dreams and stuff because we want God to show us. But when we're seeking things to know more because we want to know, maybe God don't want you to know yet. So what you're doing, you're in the flesh. And the flesh profits you nothing. And then you're quoting scripture, but like you got no spirit. You're screaming at people, you know, calling them sinners and all that, but you got no Holy Ghost to get them saved. So you're just getting a bunch of Christians mad at you sometimes. Because you have not the spirit. You can preach the gospel, you can say about sin, right? but there's something when the spirit's on it, oh, you'll get them to start listening. And then you won't have people in the church mad at you at the same time. Because they're so babies that they don't understand. And they're in a false love, following this false love doctrine that's love, love, love. And they know love, love has to preach the truth. Love has to preach the cross. Love has to say there is a hell. But there's a way to do it in the Spirit. You didn't see Paul getting people, getting people that mad at him. He actually was getting them to go home and think. You know, me going yelling at someone that they're a sinner when they are no sinner, what's that going to do? you got to tell them there's a, there's, there, somebody made a way. And because they made a way, give them your testimony. Because you can be preaching the forbid the Bible, but there be no spirit on it. And the people that are carnal will be like, wow, look at this guy. And you'll be like, it ain't touching my spirit. He's annoying me myself, even though he's preaching the Bible. Let him get the Holy Spirit and preach. Because even those that are in sin will be convicted. They're not going to get angry. See, when you're of God, God didn't make them angry. He made them convicted. The Pharisees got angry because they, it's different. I'm talking about sinners. Jesus had a way that He reached them. And it was by the Spirit. And He, he never went, went around doing what some of us do today. And so, but Paul said, you know, he said some things that some, some preach like this, some preach like that, some preach hell, bro. But you have to do it by the Spirit. You have to do it by the Spirit. Anything we don't do by the Spirit will profit little. That's why there's little fruit. Now, when the Spirit is, go back and listen to the, to the Crusades in Kenya. There's nothing left out. But they ran to the stage. Sinners, witchcraft, indulgent people. Because it was the Gospel with the Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. People are preaching a Gospel without the Spirit. It's just the letter. And it actually makes, makes people hate Christians more than want to understand. Because you can tell them about hell in a way that the Spirit just does it. It's like a... Remember? It's, it's like a, 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 a very, very sharp sword. It goes in and out. And you're like, what just happened? I just cut my spirit and my flesh or my soul just got... And something just came in. I don't know, but now it's making me think. When it's not the Spirit, it's like a rusty old blade. You're like pitting people's flesh, trying to make a cut and go in and cut someone. It's like, and all you're doing is making a bloody mess. It's like that. A razor blade. What is it? It's like, oh, it's like, oh my God, I'm bleeding. It's like, you don't even know. Have you ever, you know what I'm talking about? Something real quick. is like, oh my gosh. And like those razor things, like a razor blade. You have someone, an old buddy, uh, and it's like, boom, boom. And it's like all that and all that. That's what happens when you don't preach by the Spirit. The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit for his air of foolishness. But the spiritual judges all things, yet 
He himself is judged by no man. That's why people, religious people, when I say religious, I mean people without the Spirit. Judge the things of the Spirit, they just judging out of their own knowledge. And that their judgment is not true and it's not of God. And then God starts to judge them. Because they're actually judging by the flesh, not by the Spirit. So they're judging you when they should be judging you. They should be discerning if this is of the Spirit or not. But they want to judge by the letter. But the letter's not alive to them because they're dead. How can the letter be alive to someone that's dead that hasn't been born again by the Spirit? So you want to sit all day and have a weekend session try to explain to someone, just get them born again and let the Spirit take control of them. People love to get their little, uh, what do they call them? They're a little, what? Tracks. Huh? Tracks. No, they're a little uh, um, project. My new, I just got them saved. Five Bible studies, this, that, take here, drag them all around to this church, pray for them. Like, it's like, my gosh. They're like, I'm out of here, you know. It's like, let the Spirit, I mean, God's going to do it. You know, bless their heart. Their heart's right, you know. It's great, but they got to understand, we can't be God. And we don't have time to do that. And what if you win ten people at once? What are you going to do? You're going to freak out. Now you got. Now you start your own church. You don't even know what to do. Now you're in your living room. You've got ten people saved. And now you don't have any overcovering or nothing. And you're trying to bring them. It just gets... But you want your project. Cause it, you know why? Because you want to take that person to church and say, Look what I did. Look what I got. Look, look what I did. Don't you see? And that's part of that false humility thing. It all goes with the spirit of religion. The carnal mind cannot understand the things of the Spirit. We just read that. This is why we have so much resistance in the Spirit. Religion is birthed out of carnality, period. Carnal Christians are a stumbling block to those that are in the Spirit. And that's the problem. And the spiritual people are a stumbling block to them because Jesus became a stumbling block. He was the rock of offense. Those Pharisees stumbled at the Word. They couldn't understand it. So either way it goes, but to those that are spirit, walk in the spirit, and they're not stumbling on nothing. They're growing and walking together in unity. One flesh, one spirit, one body, one accord, one doctor, one mind, and one accord. That's when the Holy Spirit falls. And it doesn't come by our own, it comes like the wind. 1 Corinthians 3. And brother, I could not speak to you unto spiritual, but unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. But my problem is these people have been 20 years and they're still babes in Christ because they're carnal. God, that's not God's plan for us. What do you mean? You're like talking to this person like, you think you know everything, but you're like, you're like you don't know nothing. And you find out, oh my God, they've been, what do you mean? They'll ask you too, how long you've been saved? Oh my God. What's the right answer? Can I blow their mind? If I said one years old, they should feel real stupid, shouldn't they? But to them, they're like, no wonder. Because it's how long you've been saved is how, how much you should know. No, it's not like that. It's about by the giftings of God, by the power of God, and by the truth of God. And by the Spirit of God only. God raises us up. So, spiritual but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. And that's why it's funny that I read that last week. I said that religious people can't eat meat. And I, obviously I... I said it, I didn't realize, and actually it could come right out of this. Because of what we're preaching. So that poster, quote, thing, was accurate. Someone said, what are you talking about? Religious people. Because we understand that, right? Pharisees didn't want to drink his blood and eat his flesh, right? 
so they had no life in them. Don't you realize when you get around religious people, you want to die? You're like, get me out of here? Like, they could be preaching, you're like, oh my God. Or you'd be like, oh my God, I got an emergency in your phone. And you'd be like, oh my God, I just lied in the church. Well, that was at the church. I was like, okay, but I left. Because there's no spirit. You know, no one wants to hang around with a flat, uh, uh, man's knowledge when you're in the spirit. And that's where the separation comes. I fed you with milk, and where are you also that you cannot bear it? Here, ye, we're not, okay, for the here too you are not able to bear it, neither yet you are able. For ye are yet carnal. Paul's saying right here, now in Corinthians 3, you're carnal. For whereas there is among you envying, they'll fight all day, then you know they're carnal. They're like, after two minutes, you're like, this isn't going anywhere, brother, go pray. Oh no, but it is. It's like, they're babes. Mature people don't fight about stupid things. I'm not talking about the Word of God being stupid. I'm about things that you know the other person is never going to come until they get it by the Spirit. But they'll fight all day because of pride. They want to be right. Among you, envying, strife, divisions. Why is divisions? Because the, the Spirit can't hang out with the carnal. And, 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 and walk as men. For while one saith, I'm a Paul, and I'm a Apollos, yea, or not, are you not carnal? Where, who then is Paul? Who is, he's Paul, he's trying to tell you right now, and he wrote the Bible, going along with my message last week and the week before. Even Paul is trying to tell you, don't, don't worship me, because I'm just a man. Who then is Paul? Who is Apollos? But Paul is telling them now, but they are ministers of him you you believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted, Apollos have water, but it's God who gives the increase. And that's like those little demonstrations that I just told you. You can't increase people by sh pounding them over the head with a Bible either. You can't get people saved too by screaming at them that they're going to go to hell. They're like, they don't even believe there's a hell. You gotta preach the true gospel, love and truth. So you go in, and they God comes and convicts their hearts. So all of a sudden, they start to cry, and like, "Wow, you can tell your testimony. You don't even have to use the scripture. And if you do and say what God tells you to say, not what you're used to always going. Well, I'm going to do my Roman thing now. Now I'm going to do my Thessalonian thing. And they got all their little things. And they go on their soapbox, and boom, boom, boom. And they're like, they're getting bottles thrown at them. And believe me. And half of them that are throwing stuff at them are Christians, or self-proclaimed Christians. So, you got to understand, this is a deep thing, man. Get on there, preach the gospel. That is what we need to do. But if you do it by the Spirit, you're going to have more people just run away from you. Because something, God, first of all, won't let them touch you because you're in the Spirit, and you're hidden in Christ. Big difference. I'm not saying, when Jesus was so in the Spirit, and He preached by the Spirit... He shut the book. They wanted to kill him. But what happened? God hid him. He went right through the crowd of people. And like, where did he go? Believe me, God can do awesome things. Well, let's see what happened in the book of Acts. Well, oh my God. Somebody was translated. I'm not even going to share my experience because then I'll be called something. But it's in the Bible. But about translated. Being translated... I'm not even going to share it. I'll share it with you guys later if you want to ask. But wisdom tells me not to share it. But if it happened to Philip and he was translated from one place to another, 
Oh my God. God can't get you out of a rut if He needs you. Where's your faith? Is it in your own kind of thinking? When are we going to be in the Spirit? Because if you're walking in the Spirit, my God. He's like, I'm not going to let nothing happen to this guy. Because he's, he's in the Spirit and he's profitable to me. Paul even said, this one was profitable, this one, this one, let him go. He's not profitable to the kingdom of God. I mean, there's so much in this word, in, 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 in these scriptures that need to open our eyes, but you can only discern them by the Spirit. And then, the people that are guilty of some of the things they're saying, they get even matter. But then they can't say, so show what what's wrong. Uh, but, uh, that's, something's not right. Yeah, you. So, then neither, as he that planted anything, neither the he that water, but God gives the increase. He that planted, and he that water, that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together Amen. with God, and ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, the wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds upon. Therefore, let every man take heed how he build upon thereupon. For the foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon the foundation gold, silver, precious stones, hay, wood, and stubble, Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work what sort it is. If any man work abide, if any man's work abide which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be everything done in Carnality is going to be burned. I don't care how many programs you had in the megachurch. If it's not done by the Spirit, it does, it's, it, it's not of uh, the Spirit. The Spirit is the gold and the silver. The glory and the glory. That's it. The gold represents the glory too. Hay, wood, and stubble. Earth represents earthly things. Where does hay come from? The earth. Where does wood, hay, and stubble come from? Trees that were created. Where does the gold come from? It represents the temple of God. It represents God Himself. The gold is the things worth, worth, precious worth. And God said that we're more valuable than any gold and silver because we are bought by His blood. So we're trying to say that that we are the temple of God. And what was the old temple was made by by um, Solomon. And why did they overlay it with all this? Because it represented the glory. And then why did the why did where God's was supposed to be in the ark was full gold, because it represented what it carried, the glory. So, the gold kind of represents the things of God and the glory. So, that is what, what, what they mean. Now, things done by the Spirit. And the temple, and if, okay, no, okay, and any, the man shall, but, the, but he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so by fire. Know ye not that you are the temple of God. And that the Spirit of God dwells in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which ye are. 
Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seem to be wise in the world, and this is what I was telling you earlier about being a foolish, right? To the let him be become a fool. That means the wisdom of man, let it go. Because it's not going to profit you nothing. Let him become a fool that he may be that he may be wise. For the wisdom of the world, of this world, is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth, the Lord knows, and He is spirit, right? And we worship Him in that. The Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, and that they are vain. That means it's about them. Therefore, let no man glory in men. For all things are yours. And not even dead men that wrote the Bible. Whether Paul, Apollos, Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or things present or things to come, are all yours. And you are Christ. And Christ is God's. So, that says it right there, about that. We are one with Him. We are the body of Christ. So, this, we are a spiritual body, though. We're not together in the physical. But if God used that, to, to the spiritual, for us to understand. And the carnal want to do things by the flesh. Why is He saying earlier to that when He says that they will be saved. Because it means the, the things we don't do being led by the Spirit, even though they're good things, they're not God things. So He doesn't really, they can't produce life because they have to be done by the Spirit. Only the Spirit produces life. They might be good works, they might do that, but they're not going to produce etern eternal things. So when we do things by the Spirit, we produce spiritual things. When we preach by the Spirit, people get filled by, with the Spirit. We preach carnal things, people might get smarter up here, but it's like, it can bring them farther away from God because it's carnality and it's and it brings division against the things of the Spirit. So everything that God wants us to do as spiritual beings is die the flesh so we can really walk out in the Spirit. So that we do and think and, and do everything by the Spirit. That's why Jesus said, after it come, He sat at the well and He says, If you knew who was standing before you, you would have asked for this, not for this natural water, but you would ask for the spiritual water and you never thirst again. So he's saying, because I, and the time is coming, and the time is now, because he was, hadn't yet gone to the cross, that he will have a people, and he will desire, and they will worship him in spirit and in truth. So the spirit reveals the truth. And the truth comes by the spirit. And you can't separate the two. So what truth is it? It might be truth to the world, but it still might not be truth to God. Romans 7, 1-6. Know you, brother, for I speak of some of you by the law. How that the law had dominion over a man as long as he lives. For the woman is such that the husband is bound by the law of her husband. Now let's go back to two, week, two weeks ago to kind of even, even more on, on top of this. The husband so long as he lives, but the husband is dead. So she's loose from the law of her husband. So then, if for a while that her husband lives, she is married to another man, she is called an adulteress. But if her husband is be dead, she is free from that law. 
so that she is no adulteress, she is married to another man. So we come out of the world, Jesus said, anything that hangs on a tree is cursed. Jesus became the curse for us, and, the, and it says that the, uh, the law is in the curse, right? And the letter, and in, in the old. You guys follow me? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, what is he saying? He says, now, though she be married to, an, uh, to another man. Now, we were once married to the world, now we're married to Christ. And he is spirit. And he is the Holy Spirit now. So we should be with him all the time. If we're walking in the spirit, he has to be with us. Because then it's not his spirit, it's not the spirit, it's our spirit in one with his spirit. Because we're born again. And you must be born again to walk in the spirit. See, that might be the problem. Some people might not be born again. They're just churchgoers. You'll never understand nothing. What do you mean? It doesn't make you born again to come into a building. It makes you born again to be born again. And when you're born again, you understand things of the Spirit. Because what was dead in, in, in the Pharisees and Sadducees is now alive in you through Christ Jesus. Amen. Wherefore, my brother, you also are become dead to the law. There we are. We're dead to the law. By the body of Christ. Because what? Jesus took the law and became sin for us. That we'll, right? That you should be married to another. Even to him who is raised from the dead. That we should bring forth fruit unto God. What kind of fruit is that? Fruit of the Spirit. Right? The, and every gift of the Holy Spirit is too of the Spirit. They're gifts of the Spirit. They're not gifts of, of, of man. They're not gifts of, 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 of denominations. They're not gifts of, of, of the letter. They're gifts of the Spirit. Because the Spirit is alive. And we need to activate those spirits in our life if we want to be closer to God. And if we want to be protected by God. So, that you should bring forth fruits unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, which were by the law did work in our members to bring forth the fruit of death. Now we're bringing forth the fruit of life. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead, therefore we were held, that we should serve the newness, everybody say newness, newness. of the Spirit. The newness of the Spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter. There it is again. We could have pulled that out last week. For that message, that um, people are taking a, a, a while to to get it, but it's it's gonna it's gonna be there, and and if it's got in your spirit, it's gonna bear its fruit. The oldness of the letter. Remember, he said that the old is decay and the new is come, and he said that he is the New Testament of my blood. Before it was the Old Testament was was the blood of goats and bulls and 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 and, and, and uh, sheep, or they call them lambs. And, and now it's His blood once and for all He is, and that's the Spirit, because now He brought the Spirit to us, because His blood was the only blood that could, to, could take away the sins of the world. There is no fear in love. So if we're in the Spirit, we're not in fear. When you start to fear, you're, not, you're in the flesh. When you start to fear, you're not in Christ. There's no fear in love. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. Old things pass away. What is an old thing? Fear. Now we're in faith. So you're in the car. Maybe you got in the flesh somewhere else. Now you have fear. You got to go back and get back in the spirit. 
Remember Jesus said, those that in fear, there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Who is perfect love? God. Romans 8. Therefore, there is, therefore, no condemnation to them which are in Christ. Jesus, who walk not after the flesh or the carnal, or follow the carnal. Because if you're walking after someone and they're, they, they've ordained themselves and they went to theological school and they went to the Baptist seminary and they said, oh, you're, you know enough of that letter. Here you go, here's a job. And you're a nice guy, kind guy, and we kind of <laughs> like you. And everybody brings them up and lets them preach one sermon and everybody says, yeah, we like him. Yeah, We'll pick them. There you go, Saul. We'll pick our king, our leader. And then all of a sudden, you know, we get to that place, and then all of a sudden we're following a man that has no spirit. Oh, yeah, he knows a lot of letters. He knows that. And he wants to count. Oh, yeah, you want to meet the pastor this week. You want to counsel him. All you're going to get is worldly counsel. All you're going to get is counsel of, of, of what? Because he doesn't really know the things of the spirit. So how are you going to get? You're going to get carnality. But you're, you're, you come, we come to, to be with one another to be in the spirit. So, for the law is the spirit of life, as Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in the weak and the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, in the likeness but not in. See the difference? Remember what I said before we started? In the likeness means He was in a body. He looked like us, but He was from heaven. Jesus made us free from the land, and for that they could not do that was weak, and the Son in the likeness of sinfulness, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, so in the flesh that he was, in his sinful flesh, sin, sinless flesh, he became sin for us, means he had no sin, so he took sin for the world, and he birthed the Spirit into the world. For the righteousness of the law might be filled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit mind the things of the Spirit. Hmm, interesting, right? That's kind of backing everything that we were saying earlier. Oh my God, we're saying we? Well, it's me and the Holy Spirit. Amen. How about that? That's right. Because I don't know why I said we, but there it goes. Yeah. Holy Ghost. Okay. And after the Spirit, mind the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. you got to get your mind up right. you got to lose it. Lose your mind. What are you talking about? <coughs> lose your mind. That's what happened to me, and the religious system said I was crazy, but I was crazy for the Spirit, crazy for the Lord. I got thrown out of the carnal church, and God God still said I was His son. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then, that... Them that are in the flesh cannot please God. And everybody's like, I want to please God. Walk in the Spirit. Yeah. No, you're like, I want to please God. I'm going to go on a mission trip. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go take someone to the grocery store. I'm going to do this. 
It's like, all the flesh, you want to please God. I'm like, you don't have to do any of that to please God. Get in the Spirit, He might lead you to do some of that. And in obedience, you get rewarded, and He blesses you, and He opens more doors, and He sets you free. See the difference? Oh, I want to please God. you got to be in the Spirit. You can, you can bend over backwards. You can do this. You can whatever. Read the Bible. And in the flesh, read the Bible 10 hours, and God can flick you away from it. That's right. And all we want to do, and all people in the Spirit, is want to get you in the Spirit. Because they understand there's no, there's no life away from the Spirit. So, the flesh, okay, so then the flesh cannot please God. So then the Spirit, the Spirit, God, and what all religious people, they, they, their, their whole satisfaction is what they did today for God. And if they go to bed and they don't do enough, they, they feel condemnation. And like, God might not want you to do nothing one day. Yep. But then you're so carnally minded, you feel that God's going to be upset with you. Yep. Because you're like, but if you're being led by the Spirit, He might lead you to rest. Yep. He might lead you to do more. But the problem is when you get in the flesh, then you want to do things, then the things you're supposed to do because people around you are in the Spirit and they're like, why aren't you doing this? It's in the Spirit. You're like, well, I did this, this, and this. I'm tired. But you're missing the one thing you were supposed to do in the Spirit. God, be set free today. So, and then they're going to say, well, how do you walk in the Spirit? You submit to God. Submit to God. Resist the devil. See, the devil can only come to the flesh. The devil is not able to touch the Spirit. Amen. Because the Spirit's free. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Where the flesh is, there's bondage. And then that's where the devil is. In your soul. So, Christ, now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That's the problem. If so, ye be the Spirit of God dwells in you, now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you... Now, I'm saying a lot of people have the Spirit in their heart, but they just don't know how to walk in the Spirit. Or they are, are prideful and they, don't they, they, have, they haven't let their mind be renewed to just give up and give in to the Holy Spirit. If you've been born again. Then it says that the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life of righteousness. But the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead, dwells in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead also quickened your mortal bodies. This is what I was talking about earlier, remember? Bodies by the Spirit that dwells in you. So there's a Spirit dwelling in us. Therefore, brother, we are debtors not to the flesh. Then we'll become slaves to religion. That's what's going on. Or preaching. Oh my God, I haven't preached for a week. Debtors to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the, of the body, you shall live. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage to fear. Bondage to fear, we said that earlier, remember? But you have received the spirit of adoption when you cry, Abba, Father. For the Spirit itself bear witness with our spirit. So the Spirit itself bear witness with our spirit, not with our flesh. People want to witness in their mind. You can't witness what I'm saying because it's spiritual. And if you're not understanding this message, it's because you're 
in the flesh. Exactly. Carnal. You're carnal. So, receive the Spirit, wherefore we cry, Abba, Father, for the Spirit beareth witness of our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Now, joint heirs with the Holy Spirit. To be that we suffer with Him, we shall also be glorified with Him. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. So, right here, for the earnest expectation, the earnest expectation of, of the create, create, creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the cre, cre, creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by the reason of him who has subjected him to, in the same hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the gloriously liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation, now we know the whole creation, the whole creation groans within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. Remember we talked about that. So, for we are saved by hope, but hope is, is seen is not hope. For what? A man sees, why does he yet hope for? Mm. Saying what? Oh. Everyone says, I see, if you can't really see salvation, you hope for it. You can see the fruits of it, but you can't see it. You can see, right here, why do I got to say, oh, I can't, I hope I get a microphone. Oh, here it is. Oh, it's right here. So there's the microphone. Oh, I hope I, whatever, and it's like, but if you don't see it, your hope is from inside because the things of the Spirit. So, he says this. Hope is seen is not hope. For what man seeth, what does he hope for? But if we hope for that which is we see not, then the patience we wait for it. And our spirit also helps our infirmities. And it's saying this, going back to the last two weeks of spiritual things. So, speaking about, speaking of God, if I speak in tongues in the church, and somebody comes and speaks the actual interpretation, is that not God's, God speaking? Through the gift of the Spirit. No man knows but the Spirit. And the Spirit speaks from the Spirit. But we say that it's the tongues of, of, of angels, the tongues of heaven. Our spiritual language, but only God understands. So God, it says the Spirit inside of you speaks, is praying with you and uttering these things that only the Spirit can. So then, the, the, someone else with the other gift, because of the body of Christ, interprets what the Spirit is saying to the church in that aspect too. In a dream, the revelatory gifts, there's it, and they want to stop the gifts or want to stop this. So the gifts are spiritual. So, again, if you had somebody, which I did, a carnal pastor, and somebody in the 
did that. And then somebody else, God was giving the interpretation, but the, the Jezebel spirit is afraid of what can be said and speaks some things of the Bible out of his own spirit, his own mind, which happened in my life, actually, years and years ago. But one of these times, because it happened almost every other week, I'm like, this, why is it always him on the, behind the pulpit? But one day, God decided to take over my being, and I started speaking, not me, but he spoke through me and just took over my mouth. And it was, the, it was all the book of Revelations, the whole, whole big part of it. And then I was dragged out of the church and told that I cannot do that there. I'm like, I, well, I didn't do nothing. It wasn't me. So, is that the word of God? Yes, it was. Then God, then a, then a vision came to church that a sword came from heaven and was separating the spirit and the religious. So, interesting stuff. So, man can say spiritual things. I don't want to say um, scripturally speaking things, but it's not by the Spirit. So, likewise, our, the Spirit also helps our infirmities to know that we should pray what we ought to pray, and our Spirit makes intercession for us. There it is, proof right there. Our Spirit prays for us, makes intercession with groanings that cannot be uttered. For he that searches the hearts, and knoweth what is in the mind. Remember we said that too? How do you know what's in someone's heart? The Spirit told me. I'm one with the Spirit. And makes intercession for the saints according to the what? The will of God. Only God can know His own will. And He's Spirit. And we know that all things work together for good to them who love God and called according to His purpose. For whom He did... For whom He did... For no, he did predestinate to be conformed, not into man, not into the image of religion, but into the image of his son. So going back to that, that we might be the that he might be the firstborn of many. So what does it mean? God is reproducing Christ on the earth through his body. Right here, that Christ was newborn, uh, firstborn of many brothers. So he's the first fruits. He is the first fruits. And he says, if the first fruit be holy, the rest is holy. So, he makes us holy. Yes. Amen? Yes. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, he also called. And whom he called, he justified. And whom he justified, then he glorified. Jesus. What shall we say then to these things? If God before us, who can be against us? He that hath spared his own son, but delivered him up to all things, shall he not also freely give us all things? Whom shall they... Charge to God's elect. It is God that justifies. Who is them that condemneth? For it is Christ that died, yet rather that is risen again, whom at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession, who can separate us from that love of Christ. Only we probably can. We can. The devil can't unless we let him. Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, as it is written, for the sake, we are all killed all day long, we are accounted sheep for the slaughter. Know all things, that it's more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor 
things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ our Lord. So, going back to that, with the revelation of what God has shown, because everyone's going crazy over this abortion laws. and In New York, right now, there's ba babies can be born. Um, and then in Europe, they've been allowing this whole thing, so I put that thing. Actually, it's got over 500 shares on that thing, but I was getting upset because they missed the revelation on top, so they're just sharing that stupid news page. It kind of aggravated me. I'm like, I wouldn't even oppose to that. I wanted to be said what was said above. So, God gives the revelation. Moses, right? A deliverer. Coming on the scene, gets word by the, by, by, by the, gets word to, 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 to Pharaoh, and they're like, kill members, so they had to put Moses in the water. They're killing all the, the babies because the deliverer was coming. Right. Yep. Right? Then all of a sudden, Jesus is being heard by Herod, the king of the Jews. Coming. The king of the Jews, he's going to deliver the people. You know, the Jewish people were under Herod's law, and they remember all that. Control, and then that's why they thought he was going to come in a different way, but he came in love and humility. So, he, he basically gets word, and then what? The wise men, God sends a dream, protects them, and they go the other way, and he, they escape. And there we go. Right? The same spirit. Then we have now. Write what I've written. Because I'm, I'm sharing this because of what I've written and what's going on right now. The Bible says that the world's groaning. Wait, what's groaning? For Christ to be born on the earth. Because it's like the womb. It's never birth pains. Well, he, right before Christ comes back and gets birth back into the world. Because it's like heaven's like a womb of heavens. And, it, and, and he's going to break the sky. And Christ is going to come back, and those that are dead in Christ will meet Him in the air, and we'll all have our new bodies. As well as, the Bible says, that the manifestation of the sons of God will be born on the earth. So, the governments of this world, the Herods, the Pharaohs, the Pharaohs and the whatever, are allowing laws, like in Daniel, to be able to, Satan deceiving the people through the spirit of the age, and the spirit, the, the spirit of the Antichrist. So the spirit of the Antichrist is basically Satan. So what I see, oh, this is happening right before the Deliverer came. Jesus is coming back real soon. The more the abortion and the, and the murder, and now the, and the babies can actually be born, because in Herod's day, and in Pharaoh's day, they could actually be born up to two years, because it was a time frame. You know why Satan wants to do that? Satan don't know who's the next apostle, who's the next deliverer. Because there's millions of Christ being raised up through the body of Christ because we're, we're being raised up to the image of God on the earth through the gifts and through the Spirit of God. Not through religion, not through building houses, not through this or that, through the Spirit. More, and, uh, mortifying our flesh and walking in the Spirit. We want to see healings and miracles. Then we're going to be able... You go preach on the street corner and all of a sudden 50 people get saved in the on New York street corner every time the, 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 the stoplight changes because the sons of God are appearing. And God is going to bring His power and healings and miracles. But at the same time, when that, right before Jesus comes back, 
The devil's also going to have power. He's going to be deceiving people. But the carnal people aren't going to know the difference between the real one and the fake. Because they've been following the fake for so long. So we must be spiritually minded. So the world's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God to appear. So maybe they're on the earth already. <laughs> Satan knows the timing in the spiritual realm. And these things are getting worse and worse, which it says will happen. And also the same thing with same-sex marriage, and the, like Sodom and Gomorrah when God destroyed the earth. So then we see it. Well, make it God news, I said. Not, not bad news. Oh, oh my gosh, he's coming soon. Let's get ready. Be watching. Be waiting. Don't allow it. Fight those things. But eventually, what, what can you do? But let God protect you. Let God lead. Because if, if there's a baby that's not supposed to be aborted, I don't think he, they can do it. They couldn't kill Moses. They couldn't kill Jesus. And they won't be able to kill His apostles or His prophets. So let them all be judged by God. Vengeance is His. God wants us to love them. We want to fight flesh against flesh. We want to fight these things. Our Jesus said, the, uh, Paul said that we don't fight against flesh and blood, spirits and principalities. And, um, all we become is a, is a, is a newscast uh, for the devil, casting out his news, and he's glor getting glorified because he's getting more ground and getting them more stirred up and getting more Christians angry instead of in prayer and doing what they're supposed to do. Now, I'm not saying that we're not supposed to be angry because I'm angry. But we need to fight in the Spirit. We need to pray. We need to bind. We need yeah. to loose. But eventually, we're going to have to run for our lives. And preach the Gospel. And bring the power of God and get in the Spirit. That's how you're going to stop all those things. Getting people saved. If you get the abortion guy saved, he's not going to do it anymore. Right? If you get the witch doctor saved, he's not going to be putting witchcraft on people anymore. You preach the gospel, that's why Satan wants to shut your mouth. Yeah. But the Spirit cannot be bound. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And there's freedom in Christ and the Spirit. So I can't deal with you carnal Christians anymore. Stay off my page. Stay out of our lives. If you want to fight about things, take it to the, to the other carnal Christians. Because God is... We're in, a, we're in a serious times right now. And we need to be led by the Spirit of God. Not by our doctrines or our own, own, own theology of our own thinking. <clears throat> Killed all day long. Last scripture, we're going to close. Everybody just stand up. Colossians 1, 8-10. Who has also declared us your love in the Spirit? For this cause, we also, since the day we heard, heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of, with all, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, not the wisdom of man. And the problem is, spiritual people try to help you, and they get so prideful. And what ends up happening, someone in the spirit tries to show you. And they don't, because of pride, they don't want to hear it. So then they run to some carnal teacher and they get more confused. And the Spirit will bear witness with the Spirit, first of all. And that's what's going on. That's what Satan is trying to do, bring confusion. There's no confusion in the Spirit. I'm sorry, none. 
You can even be saying something in the Spirit that's off on the other Spirit. We'd catch it and say, yeah, but it's this in the Spirit. It's like the Spirit, it's like, it's, it's like it, it flows together because it, it brings unity. The Spirit brings love. See, that's why the Antichrist Spirit wants to bring a false love. But it's not a it's not love. You say, ask them, what is love? Oh, well, I get to do whatever I want, sleep whatever who I want. I can do whatever I want. No, the first two commandments is love God with all your heart. That means love is love His precepts and His commandments. That we might be filled with the knowledge of with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That we might walk worthy. That we might walk worthy of the Lord. Unto all pleasing. See? Remember I said earlier, walk in the Spirit and you'll please God. What do I have to do to please God? Walk in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. I think God's mad at me. Well, get in the Spirit. Because He's Spirit, bears with the Spirit that we are the sons of God. Mm-hmm. Lord, unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every work. Spiritually fruitful is what He's talking about. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Why? Because the Bible states, and we have read it, that we have the mind of Christ. And that is not a carnal mind. It's a spiritual mind. Because now Christ is spirit. God is spirit. Christ is the Holy Spirit. So we have to have the Holy Spirit take over our mind. And then people say, oh, you go to that place that's brainwashed. You just say, thank God. Because I don't want my mind to be like yours. Because the carnal doesn't want their brain to be marched because they want to think like the world. Because the world is like the world, but those that are in the church want to be like Christ. Amen. So, Father, we thank you that you give us the mind of Christ, God. We thank you, Father God, and I pray right now, let's just put our hands over our head. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we have the mind of Christ. Father, we ask you to renew our mind over and over. And if there's anything in my mind that's not on your mind, take it away. Let this mind be in me that also was in Christ Jesus when He walked the earth. Holy Spirit, renew my mind. Take over my mind. Burn all carnality and all the works of the flesh and all the, all, all the, um, all the covenous, lustful thinking, Father God, that I might be a living sacrifice and I'll be a, a, your living oracle, God, living epistle read by man by the Spirit of God. And let those that come against your Spirit, God, You deal with it, Father God. We ask you to protect us and hide us in you in this day. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen.